When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is not a good scene. Episode 57. Are you a boner guy? You know what? I miss penis. What a dick. What are you talking about? I'm the one who should apologize. Cuz. Cuzaroo. Cuzaroo. Slapperoonie. It's showtime. W-A-T-P. W-A-T-P. Hello, Rubber Dicks and Cousin Welcome to another episode of Who Are These Podcasts, the only show that uses the word Zumok as both an adjective and a verb. I'm your host, Carl. With me today, a woman hated by every comic not as funny or successful as her, it's Chrissy Mayer. <laughs> hello, hello. How's it Thanks going, Chrissy? Just, you know, just getting back into the swing of things after the uh the very hated content house weekend but yeah. it was hated by everybody who wasn't there everyone who was there had a fucking blast we'll get into uh, that i did happen to catch something <laughs> on kevin brennan's program that we can uh chat about but uh, i want to tell people first to go to whoarethese.com that's where you can get our email address voicemail number link to our subreddit link to the discord server link to our merchandise link to our youtube channel and of course that link to patreon and supercast featuring two exclusive bonus episodes every single month as well as all of the video streams. Watch it live, watch it later, watch it whenever. You'll have access to all the shows, unedited and live. Also, Buffalo! Are you listening, Buffalo? The Isotopes are coming to your town November 12th. Mm -hmm. We'll be at Flying Bison Brewing, playing from 6 to 9. This is like our fourth time going there or yeah, something like that? at least, yeah. Great, great people over there. Yeah. Great beer selection. Definitely. So, November 12th, come down to... Uh, Flying Bison Brewing in beautiful downtown mm -hmm. Buffalo, New York. Also, we encourage our listeners to give us a five-star review and have a podcast and then shit all over us in the comments section. Today, we'll be reviewing a show called High Low with Emrata. This is a suggestion from Chrissy. We have both watched or listened or whatever separately. We have not discussed it with each other beforehand. Let's get into it. This is a show hosted by Emily Radajowski. Now, who... Everyone knows yes. from she is the hot naked girl from the Blurred Lines video with Robin Thicke yes. uh, from a few years back. And I've only listened to I've listened to the first episode, the preview teaser, like the one that's like a minute long. And then I started listening to the Alex Cooper episode. But at no point has she addressed the most interesting thing about her, which is that she was naked in that music video. Well, the, the funniest part is the description of the show. So this just launched, as Chrissy said, November 1st was the first episode. She does two shows a week. One's interview style. The other one is who knows what the fuck. And then I guess she it's does a pay one. Yeah. yeah. And then she does a pay one eventually as well. So three a week eventually. But 
Listen to this description. Hi, I'm Emretta, a.k.a. Emily Ratajowski. No one calls her Emretta. I think she gave herself that nickname, right? She's already thinking ahead to merch. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) right, exactly. Maybe you know me from my work as an actress or model, or maybe you've read my best-selling book, My Body. No No one has read your best-selling book, (laughs) My Body. Unless that is a book of pictures of your tits, no one has read that book. Yeah, even then, I'm not going to read it. (laughs) No, it better be a picture book. (laughs) She says, I'm interested in marrying everything high and low brow by talking pop culture and happenings that seem frivolous in a way that raises big questions. Let me read that sentence again, because I don't think it makes sense. Somebody please translate this into English. I'm interested in marrying everything high and low brow by talking pop culture and happenings that may seem frivolous in a way that raises big questions. Am I putting the emphasis on the wrong words or something? Uh, I think she's saying nothing is off limits. Oh, what are those shows? (laughs) It feels like this was the same discussion that was had before they introduced paper straws into society. Like, look, it may seem frivolous, but it's going to raise big questions. Yeah, but don't we put the paper straws in plastic wrapping? Shut the fuck up. All right. But the straws don't actually work. They break down. (laughs) Shut up. Actually, let me just play the intro from her show. I think she kind of talks about this a little bit. This music plays throughout the episode, too. It's so bad. I'm Emily Radikowski, a.k.a. Emrata. This is High Low. High Low is a podcast where we talk about lowbrow things in a highbrow way and vice versa. Are those jingle bells? <laughs> yeah. Like, why do we need another loop of this? I don't know. And it happens throughout the show. They're constantly playing that awful music. And it's interesting because she says, we talk about lowbrow things in a highbrow way and vice versa. The fuck does that mean? (laughs) It's very abstract, Carl. You'll never understand. You're not a woman. It's supposed to sound smart. All right, let me get back to... It's how uh, women speak for making our dumb shit sound important. let Let me get back to the description of the show. On this podcast, I'll be talking everything from politics, philosophy, and feminism to sex, TikTok, and relationships. Well, that is everything. She's got me there. I didn't see hockey in the list, but I'll let that slide. Uh, every she Tuesday, forgot. <laughs> go ahead. she forgot salads. <laughs> every Tuesday, I'll host intimate conversations with special guests, including celebs, incredible authors, close friends, and people I admire. In the week's second episode, I'll talk about whatever's happening in the world. And what it's making me think about, including anecdotes, personal opinions, and ideally, some thought-provoking questions. Finally, you can subscribe to a third exclusive episode each week where you get to be part of the show. I'll go through your comments and answer your DMs. Uh, here's one, Emily. Explain what the fuck this, this description means, because I'm lost. <laughs> what does any of this mean? Sounds like you should sign up for that third episode. <laughs> I think I might need to on this one. Normally, I don't like to invest back into the program. I like to just take all the money and live like an asshole. But in this case, I might have to invest some of this money back in to get these questions answered. When do we get to see your tits, Emily? Is that <laughs> is that answered in the third episode? This is the problem with people like Emily. Is that how many years ago was the Blurred Line video? Seven, eight? Was it 2013? Blurred yeah, I mean, we're going. Lines. We're going back a ways. Like, those tits aren't better now, yeah. right? I mean, 2012. I, they look great. Think of, Don't get me wrong. They're probably so great. 2013. Yeah. 2013. So after nine years, it's like, oh, can I see your tits again? Like, yeah, it's fine. No. <laughs> Good. She's had a baby. They're being Put used away. right now. <laughs>
They're they're in they're occupied. Um, so high this... low. So high is like where her tits were at the start of her career versus <laughs> now after the baby. <laughs> Got it. It's a whole roller coaster of tits. <laughs> All right. So this is her teasing the episode she's gonna do with Alex Cooper, which at this point she's already recorded. She already knows what happens on it. We get into all kinds of shit. We talk about her evolution from Gluck Gluck 9000 to making an episode about Roe v. Wade. We talk about our personal evolutions. We talk about being multifaceted women. We even talk about politics a little bit. Very excited to have her as my first guest. So you were checking out some of this episode, Chrissy. I I had to know what they meant by multifaceted women guess what every person who's alive is multifaceted like guess what i can go to the gym and sh- get showered and, and put on a dress and yeah. look good and i can do my taxes and i can make a sandwich it's like you're just describing shit that everyone everyone is multifaceted unless you're a vegetable or in a nursing home also my problem with this is you have Alice cooper who's famous for talking about her boyfriend jizzing at her face. That's why we know who Alex Cooper is. And now she's going to talk about Roe v. Wade and politics. It's not that we don't want to hear from women, but stay in your fucking lane. Like, nobody wants to hear Peter North talk about the funding of Ukraine, (laughs) right? It's like, that's not what we want to talk about right now. Well, they discussed that in the Alex Cooper episode, how they're having a different a difficult time like shifting gears like yeah. uh, alex was so upset that she was known as the sex girl and uh that's, I, what I guess her now show she's was. that's about... why people listen to it she <laughs> talked about sex the fuck yeah. she want well carl just makes fun of podcasts fuck you <laughs> yeah i love when people say that too they're like what else do you do I'm like i don't know it's pretty good right yeah. <laughs> I carl, do more like, things. why won't you listen to I my juggle. gardening tips <laughs> yeah, why, right. yeah. so you're not multifaceted why, not, why are you not tuning into cooking with carl <laughs> i'm just faceted <laughs> <laughs> i have one facet <laughs> Holy shit. Multifaceted so, women. So did you they, learn anything from Alex Cooper on the Roe uh, v. Wade issue or politics or anything? You know, you gotta you gotta like appreciate what uh Alex Cooper has built for herself and sure. she's incredibly successful. And it's it's so funny because I I know the girls from Guys We Fucked must be seething listening to her because she's like, nobody was doing this. You know, before I came into the space, nobody was speaking honestly and candidly about sex and relationships. I'm like, yeah, the Guys We Fucked girls were. They're doing a really good job of it. That's funny. Yeah, I didn't (laughs) even think uh, about that. It's like, you're not a pioneer. Talking about sex in an audio format has been happening for decades. Yeah. Dr. Yes. Ruth. I mean, it, it, I can think of a few examples here. I mean, we're not talking about hot chicks, so that probably is much. <laughs> yeah, why start there? <laughs> I guess Emrata is smart too because her first, technically first, real podcast guest is Alex Cooper. Like, yeah. of course, that's strategic. There, she's getting the most successful female podcaster on her show. My first podcast guest was Gino Biscotti. You, <laughs> I know. Know what you mean? see I the difference like, there? You see I that Gino? Bit of a difference. I like, I'm like, Gino's available on Tuesday. Let's do Gino. Gino's like, hey, can I be your second guest too? And your third? Like, all right, Gina, that's, that's yeah. enough. I got to do other guests now. Thank you. So clearly she's looking to, this podcast is like what I've seen a lot of sometimes like porn stars or only fan girls or like even uh, like straight up, not like escorts, but like people who are known for their bodies and being hot. They have to start planting seeds okay what am i gonna do like when people don't want to look at me anymore so this is like their foray oh, into something Chrissy more Mayo with the only fans accounts oh yeah i have to keep that only fans going 
All right, this is uh, the name of this episode. Our very first episode is Sex on the First Date, Emrata Asks. So this is her setting this topic up. Today we are investigating the question, should you have sex on the first date? It's something I've been thinking about a lot. I'm dating for basically the first time in my life as an adult. And you hear um, that, boys? <laughs> I'm fascinated by gendered power dynamics in particular. Did she say that she'd be analyzing fucking on the first date? Was that the word that she used for that? <sighs> Not a lot of analysis that goes are, into this. God, these are lowbrow things in a highbrow oh, way. Yeah. Right. And vice versa. I guess it's that club music that makes it highbrow. Maybe so, she said mm-hmm. analyzing. <laughs> I'll be analyzing. I'll be analyzing yeah. all my past boyfriends. Oh, <laughs> all right. So now I want to point out that Emrata does a super annoying thing where she likes to up talk and she's not asking a question, but for some reason it sounds like she is. I think uh, and why I've been thinking about this a lot is just because it speaks so much to power dynamics and sex on the first date is the ultimate example of that mm-hmm. because you're dealing with gender dynamics in such a specific little vacuum of a moment. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Oh, I know. Fuck. There's a lot of vocal fry going out as well. And vocal fry to me now, I, I don't even pay attention to it anymore. Right. It's just so everywhere. But when I heard the fucking up talking about, is she Australian? What's going on right now? Why is she talking <laughs> like that? It's not I don't normal. Know. Maybe we're gonna go. <laughs> Our toilets flush the other way. <laughs> you call that a knife? <laughs> you call that a knife? <laughs> How about that 1985 reference? Yeah. Six yeah. on the first date. <laughs> Producer Chris <laughs> is like walking up the show right now. He's like, really? That's your Australian reference? <laughs> All right, let's move it on also quickly. Like, oh, she's newly single, so so she's like, I have no one to listen to me, which is why I'm doing this podcast. That, yes, that's a good point because she brings out her friend Babs, and Babs has been single for a while. Babs is her Gino, basically. Yes. So yeah, I've been single for I don't know, like maybe three years, mm-hmm. but only kind of just in the last year started three thinking years. about dating. And going on my app. She's been single for three years, and in the last year she's been thinking about dating. Red flag, big red flag here with Babs. I think Babs is only here to make uh, Emily look better. Yes, I think you're right about that. Babs is like having Chad Zumach open for your comedy set. Well, compared to Babs, (laughs) Emily's a fucking very cool in high school. (laughs) Let me ask you guys this: This is Babs talking, and again, they they speak in a language that's not native to me. So if someone could try to translate this one on the fly, I'd really appreciate it. Does anyone speak multifaceted woman? (laughs) All right. I'm looking at you, Discord. Let me know. (laughs) The way I can explain it is like some change of power dynamic or something within the relationship. That would only be true if I allowed that to be true. I just reject that as reality. And also, like, obviously, if I sleep with someone on the first date and he, even if it's subconscious for him thinks that he has then conquered Conquered. me or something i have absolutely no interest in having any sort of a relationship with a person like that Mm -hmm. because even if it's deep work he needs to like be looking at that and figuring it out what the fuck did she just say i don't know these women are trying to explain what they feel and throughout this whole episode, they talk about how important it is. And they keep saying we're sexually liberated women. We're feminist women. Yeah. And they and they this is probably where I was in my 20s, too. Like, I don't know how old Emrata is, but I think uh, when she was on with Alex Cooper, Alex Cooper might only be 26 or 27 herself. So it's like 
they're they're trying to talk this out and figure out like why don't i feel good when i have casual sex and like they realize it's, oh you get attached and then the guy ghosts you and they they're like oh well the way that they speak about it, they go oh, you're giving your power away because it's like when someone when you sleep with somebody and then it doesn't work out you do feel powerless and but they're they're using it in a way that's that's talking about like men and women not being equal and they don't understand that like when men and women are just different it's like trying to go for equality is fucking stupid and anybody who listens to like someone like jordan peterson already knows this it's just like you have to just accept your differences and if you if having casual sex and then feeling bad afterwards well then you have to stop like putting out early then you do have to wait and see if you have that connection with somebody but the the way they talk about it's like oh it's about power yeah they talk about their power dynamic quite a bit and I don't know. They, they kind of assume that the men have the power in the relationship, which is not true. Yeah. When you're a smoke show, when you're a 10, you have the power in that relationship. Right. How bad is the sex that the guy is ghosting you? Right. I know. Yeah. It doesn't make a lot. I mean, you must be really <laughs> annoying. Yeah. Right. But the circles that, that maybe not Babs, but the circles that Emily is in, there probably are a lot of guys who go, I fucked the hot girl from Blurred Lines. It is. She doesn't realize, I think, how hot she is. Like, she you do kind of have to conduct yourself a bit differently because guys will really try and like hit that and, and be like, all right, check more so than like me or probably Babs. Um, but you know what so I mean she- though about the, this power dynamic that they're talking about and like trying to have the power. Like I I've witnessed you and Frank. I mean, you obviously have all the power in this relationship. I mean, Frank oh, is yeah. in way I'm over his head. Pegging him. Yeah, yeah. He's in way over his head with you. So he's doing everything he can to try to keep you around. So, you know, that's the power <laughs> dynamic that I witnessed firsthand at the content house. And this idea that they're like, well, man, you know, we have to keep the power away from the men because the men have the power. You but- were there during research. <laughs> <laughs> I was there doing some deep analysis. Mm-hmm. I see. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. Uh, but it, it is interesting, though, that she talks about, I don't like a guy who just wants to sleep with me to conquer me, mm-hmm. whether he realizes that or not, whether he even thinks that or not. That's a problem. I'm like, wait, what, what do you, how, how do you figure, wait, yeah. so the guy doesn't like, know, but you, you do? What? Are you talking on these dates at all? Are you spending any time talking? <laughs> yeah, like, right. are you getting any sense of this, whether this not. person likes you or not? All right. So then Emily has figured out there's three types of men. Well, <laughs> in this past week, I came up with a new theory, which I feel like is related to this, that there are three types of men. There are babies, there are monsters, and then there are baby monsters. <laughs> This is the first time I've heard this. Really? Yeah. She goes, I came up with this last week. And then her friend goes, this is the first time I've heard this. She goes, really? Yeah. Well, yeah, because you just came up with it. It's the first time anyone's heard this. You're surprised. I don't like that they, I think it's really insincere to just right off the bat start stereotyping all men. Like, I want to hear specifically (laughs) what went wrong in your last relationship. Yeah. It's easier and it's it's really a good way to put them at arm's distance. Like you're not really connecting with your audience as much when you just talk about generalities. Like it seems like they're just trying to be funny and like generally shit talk men rather than like, okay, this last relationship, here's what went wrong. They don't get really like deep into, I mean, we'll probably get to it later. Like at one point later on, they get into something that's kind of vulnerable, but I just don't. I don't know. I'm probably being overly critical. Well, yeah, no, but she, this, is, this is a stupid thing to say. There, yeah. There's uh, babies, there's monsters, and there are monster babies, whatever it is. No, everyone knows there's three types of men. There are dicks, there are pussies, and there are assholes. And that's what sums <laughs> up everything perfectly. It's already been done. 
The South Park guys already figured this one out. We don't need you to analyze it for yourself. You can just take that and go then on. Then there with are it. baby dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you looking at me all of a sudden, Chrissy? Jeez, also direct eye contact. Content house. <laughs> First time. <laughs> you go in the hot tub one time. Jeez. So shrinkage. So um, who are the monster like, dicks? What? Not everyone goes in the hot tub naked. Yes, it's that thing. That's the problem. All right, so. Because they're throwing out all this information, I want to make sure they're doing some research and they're getting this information from a reliable source. If a woman has sex with a man the first time, she's likely not going to be sexually satisfied. We found this stat that was actually in a TikTok. Oh, okay. They found the stat on TikTok. Well, good. It's uh, embarrassing how many times they mention TikTok as a yeah. source of their research. You know, you didn't pick up on that one too. They're like, well, I was watching this TikTok video. What I figured out is like, well, well stop right there. Pretend you, you opened up an encyclopedia uh, or something. Just Every make that time up. you say TikTok, the CCP gets its wings. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's true. So these women are addicted to TikTok. They're addicted to attention. They're constantly going out on dates with guys and probably having sex with them on the first date. Not, not even sure, but I think that it's pretty clear that they're both pretty easy. I think we can say that we've both had sex, if not on the first date, relatively quickly wait what <laughs> what these two girls are easy holy Ground, shit this is groundbreaking do we do we get into the fact that babs is it i figured out why babs is insufferable babs mm. is an early childhood teacher which if you will remember mm. from my previous teacher rant there's something about like teachers are all insufferable but an early childhood teacher thinks it explains why she's single, number one. Number two, they're so arrogant, and they think what they do is so fucking important and complicated, and they're yeah. breaking down, like, how kids learn, and, oh, if you, put the, if you put the ball under the cup and mix it around, a certain type of child is going to remember where the ball was. It's like, they're horrible. They're horrible to listen to. And there's a point where she she relies on her early childhood teaching experience to explain men like the, like it's a very condescending way to to explain like male behavior and it's inaccurate um actually i have babs responding to what you just said chrissy that's true <laughs> all right so the other thing they do is they get into what they admire about each other something I really admire and love about you is that like you do have days where you feel really sad about the way something's going with a guy mm -hmm. and you're sad about it and you'll cry. She has human emotions. Wow. I wouldn't have guessed that. She's such a real person that celebrities are just like us. <laughs> the one thing I admire about you, Chrissy is like when the camera's on, you like put on a show. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing how you do that. What a weird thing to admire about someone. Like, oh, you get bummed out about guys fucking you over and cry about it. That's amazing. Good way, yeah. to, way to empower yourself with that. Really impressive. I just don't know how, how Emily is is at the age she's at. She doesn't really, oh, I don't want to be treated like a like a trophy. Emily, you are you are a trophy. <laughs> like one of the yeah. biggest. A trophy well, that should be mounted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then put away. And I want to point out she's 31. I looked it up when you were talking about, okay. about that earlier. Okay. So, so Emily's 31. Alex Cooper's 28. All right. So, mm. you know, they're both in that. Okay. They're, they're getting up there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they're getting ready for the glue factory. <laughs> so after they talk about how amazing it is, how she cries and she gets upset and she cries. Which is amazing. They come up with, uh, with this. Yeah, I think if we could all 
collectively come together and be more willing to be more vulnerable and more you mean open. men and women. Correct. Mm-hmm. All people dating, sleeping with one that another. That was a dig at men, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Men and women. Because yeah. we should, are already vulnerable. We should all be just crying a lot and talking about our feelings. And... Sounds like a blast. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Where are you in the fetal that? position? Aren't you upset? All right. I'll be more upset. <laughs> I better see some crocodile tears, asshole. <laughs> At first, I couldn't believe Babs was single for three years, and now I can't believe it's only been three years. <laughs> All right, this is the exciting conclusion that they come up with after this very important conversation about whether or not to have sex on the first date. It's complicated. It's complicated. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. This is very so fun. fun. <laughs> so, so fun. I love hearing this stuff and having you mic'd up and with headphones on, <laughs> looking like you're about to lay down a track. We will be right back to discuss further. All right, so their big conclusion is it's complicated. And then they talk about how fun that's been. For who? Who was having fun? I wasn't having fun. Were you having fun, Chrissy? We didn't learn anything about. We want to hear about Rob. Tell me what Robin Thicke's boner feels yes. like pressed up against your back. That is all I'm listening for. Chris, you got, we're too excited about Robin Thicke's now. I'm just saying there's no sex talk. Give us no. the tea. What celebrities have you hooked up with? What? Where are places that you go and hang out? Who's been a, like, name as many names as you can. Why else? Are people tuning into you? Well, to find out that whether or not they have sex on the first date is complicated. No, it's easy. It's (laughs) good if you're a guy. (laughs) Bad if you're abroad. It actually is pretty easy. (laughs) All right, so then there's an ad read. And the audio on this was garbage. They actually tell you the credits at the end. There was an actual engineer working on this. She should be fired immediately. (laughs) I had to bring this up 14 dBs to be able to hear it. But I have an interesting observation about this ad read here. So as you guys can probably imagine, I don't have a lot of time to sit down between being a mom and just traveling so much and now podcasting. I I don't always get to sit down for a meal. And to keep my energy up, I've started to snack a lot. And I've been specifically snacking on macadamia nuts. Not just any nut. Let me tell you about macadamia nuts. I'm not not making this up. She does an ad read for macadamia nuts. And what's hilarious is that the first ad was for eggs. So it's literally eggs and nuts. Are what the is there a subliminal thing going on here? There has Ooh, to be, right? Well, undertones. Yeah. She's like, my sponsors are just things I have laying around in my kitchen. Yeah, I mean, there's no <laughs> brand or anything. It's just <laughs> I forgot. I think the eggs there is some brand. Brought yeah. to you by eggs. eggs. Yeah. <laughs> and the number three. And Ooh, I love uh, getting these nuts in my mouth. It, Back it to was, you, Barb. It was bizarre. <laughs> Back to you. And, and also, I think it's really great that she can tell us a story that we can all relate to. You know, like when you're a single mom and you're traveling around the world and you're hosting a podcast. Macadamia nuts yeah. is the answer. Like, no <laughs> one has that just, lifestyle. By the way, that's a rich person snack. No Do you shit. see how much macadamia nuts? It's like a tiny, like a baby food container of macadamia nuts is is probably like $9 or something. It's crazy. Or you can get 20% off with uh, the Emirata promo code. Okay, Crazy. with cold blur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then they Babs is gone from the show. They do that Good, ad read. It. Yeah. Babs lasted 10 minutes. Oh, but it was so fun. They had so much fun though, Chrissy. <laughs> oh, this is so fun. I love that you have a microphone in front of you and it's so fun. Ugh. Do you feel like so crying? fun to see you with headphones. <laughs> I've never once after we do a show, producer Chris and I are down here for two and a half, three hours. I've never been like, well, that was fun. I'm always like, all right, get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. I'm like out of the room. <laughs> There's smoke in the shape of me. There. Yeah, like <laughs> A Chris-shaped cloud of smoke. 
There's a hole you in my front the door. Wall, like the Kool-Aid man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a Herman Munster hole in the door. <laughs> you didn't leave fast enough, in my opinion. Yeah. These girls contradict themselves so many times. They talk about how sexually liberated they are and how they don't need a man. It's like the first episode is about men. And they, <laughs> yeah. they, they it's failed a... their own Bechtel test. It's you're right. It's so funny because all they do is talk about men and why don't men respect us and how do we get men to respect us? And I don't know if I even like men, but I love them all and I want to be liked. So then they bring I hate on men. <laughs> love cock, hate men. Ah, what's <laughs> what to do? So then they bring on the producer and the executive producer from the show, and uh, this is the producer's takeaway from this original conversation with Babs and Emily. What I'm starting to take away is that we just need to stop caring if they like us or not. Perfect. And honestly, that that will solve all of your problems. Yeah. D- does that guy even like you? I don't know. Who cares? Who gives a shit? By the way, this is also what hookers do. They actually prefer the guys aren't into them because yeah. then it gets complicated and weird. Yeah. They're like, oh, does that guy like it? I fucking hope not. I'm just fucking him. You do. That's that's like it's when you're at a point in your life where you are having a lot of casual sex, like you really do have to make that shift of like, I'm sure. not going to like anyone. I'm going to shut down. Yeah. Like it's how I my friends who are like in the adult business, they go, all right, sometimes you get someone with a bad face. You got to look at the couch. You know, that's <laughs> well, they're sounding like, well, yeah, they're, they're sounding like, Oh my God, the guy texted me the next morning. Uh, fuck that. He's fucking with me. He must be trolling me. He can't, he can't possibly like me. I, I don't like him. I'm so liberated and strong. Oh, but you also have to protect yourself. Like they don't realize like what they're doing. The casual sex is not protecting like protecting them in the way it's like you can see that it's the same kind of like vicious cycle and i don't know if this is a clip you were thinking of playing but it might have been with barbs when they're talking about oh i had to send barbs so many screenshots of my conversations like i need i'm like you're not a strong liberated woman if you can't even have your own conversation by yourself like you're not if you need your friend to help you text a guy you're not strong you're codependent and like yeah they're talking about the dating apps they were talking about the dating apps and they had to go through like this back and forth i don't he said sup how should i reply to that okay (laughs) what you're gonna want to do hold on i'll call you back in a half hour i gotta think this one through it's like jesus christ ladies (laughs) take it a little seriously so the producer chelsea is dating and her fucking voice what about you, Chelsea? What do you think? Are you dating? Like, what's? I am dating. Okay. Uh, uh, nails on a chalkboard, hi, Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah. Chelsea. I am dating. Coffee. <laughs> yeah. I'm dating. I think that's what the dinosaur sounded like. Yeah, the Fran Drescher. <laughs> it's like that meme when they're like the boob guy, the leg guy, and then they call him the feet guy. That's Chelsea. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Gross. All right, so Chelsea has some really good advice. Because this is why she's on the show, to give the young women advice on dating and hooking up on the first date. My rule is not to sleep with a guy on a first date, but I do it all the time. Great. I'm really glad you're here. Thanks for sharing with that, Chelsea. Thanks a lot, Chelsea. Thanks for nothing. (laughs) That's that's probably the worst advice I've ever heard of the podcast. I listen to a lot of bad advice podcasts. I have a, I have a yeah. very specific rule. I never fuck on the first date. And by the way, I never follow that rule. <laughs> I tell all my guy friends not to ever fuck because now I'm single and I just want to fuck. <laughs> yeah. That was me in college. I'd down a whole like bag of chips. I'd be like, diet starts tomorrow. And then I'd do the same <laughs> right. thing yeah. over and over again every day. Uh, that's, that's Chris yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So then there's finally some advice for guys. This is what I've been waiting for this whole episode, Chrissy. But one of my friends gave her number out to this guy. 
She was a little drunk. She was like, he was cute, but I saw him for four seconds. I'm not really sure about it. Whatever. He kept texting, kept texting. She stopped responding. Then she got a text that was like, hey, I would eat your ass if you're into that. I'm just going to be real with you. I would eat your ass if you're into that kind of thing. And she was like, funny enough, I kind of felt like, you know, I appreciate the upfrontness. I appreciate the upfrontness too. Yeah. So, guys, if you're texting with a girl, you're not getting a response. Maybe you text her like 28 times in a row. Maybe 33 in the last three hours. This is what you do. Yeah. You text, I would eat your ass. She'll take that the way you intended, I'm sure. Just eat it, no matter what's going on back there. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'll be your personal bidet. <laughs> I call my tongue the bidet. <laughs> I want to seize the bidet. <laughs> so my mouth. Oh, man. Ew. So oh, God. this show is just not good for anyone. It's unhealthy in every single way. It's unhealthy people talking about terrible ideas and horrible advice. When they are making sense, most of the time, I don't even know what they're saying. And then when they do say something, I'm like, well, that's horrible advice. Don't do that. I liked, there was a nugget of this that I liked. And it and uh, I don't know, maybe it's like in one of the clips or not. It was around the 20 minute 43 <laughs> mark. And one of them saying, I, I didn't like these guys, but I wanted them to like me. I think that's actually a very interesting nugget. And so it's like, can we, ex- can we put a pin in that? Can we explore why did the validation feel so important to you? And then yeah. you, you can like go deeper into yourself. I think that's actually interesting because that's something a lot of women deal with. It's it's like the, the sluttiness happens is because you lack self-worth and you think that like you have to just keep putting out for somebody to like you. Chrissy, you are um, way overqualified to be on okay. this show. If you got the show and started talking about that, they'd be like, all right, get this bitch out of here. Yeah. <laughs> she's, got, she's got way too much good advice going on. But, but then you get into the deep like self-esteem issues, which which a lot of people have. And sure. then you could go, oh, wow, Emrata, she's so relatable. But instead of just being like, oh, my God, I don't understand why everyone wants to hook up with me. It's like, okay. It's because you're hot. It's only because you're hot. Because it's not your personality. It's not the fact that you're a yeah. single mom. That's for damn sure. But it's Ugh. so dumb. They haven't figured out like, oh, they, they, it's so important to them to keep saying that they're sexually liberated. But it's uh, if having sex on the first date makes you feel bad and you feel used, well, then you didn't have a satisfying experience. Well, then you have to like rethink that. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe it doesn't sound liberating. The, the conclusion is, oh, maybe it feels better to wait and get to know somebody. Well, no, because it's funny. Both of the producer and executive producer come on and say, oh, yeah, my current boyfriend, I fucked him on the first day. They're like, yeah, it's great. It's just what you do. In fact, this is their strong conclusion right here. See if you can make sense of this one. There's this quote, like, all streams lead to the sea. I feel like if you're going to date somebody, you're going to date them. I do really think that. What are you you're talking gonna... about? <laughs> if you're going to date like... someone, you're yeah. the stream and they're the sea. Basically, what I think what she's saying, all streams lead to the sea, is like, do whatever the fuck you want, whatever. It's all just going to happen the same way no matter what. It's like, no, the decisions you make is what leads to the life that you live. Dummy, all streams lead to the sea. (laughs) There's... I understand having the belief of like everything happens for a reason, but I don't like it when people say, you know, whatever happens, happens is meant to be. And that means you're hands off the wheel. You're not making responsible decisions. You're not like thinking about what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you're at an advice show. Just just do what I do. Wig it. (laughs) Why are you running an advice show? Yeah. Do it or not. I don't care. I'd rather rather hear comedy advice from Chad Zumach than these women tell me about dating. Uh, it would be better. Yeah, nobody wants to hear from Barb's. <laughs> no one wants to hear That's from the true. producer. <laughs> no, they're all they're all idiots. And uh, Emily Ratajkowski has, uh, for some reason, surrounded herself with these people. 
I guess to make herself look better. She's like, I need ugly friends. I need dumb friends. I need dumb co-hosts. I got to look good somehow. How am I going to do a whole new crew? (laughs) Maybe this is a podcast that is geared towards like women who are like 21, 22 years old. But if you're like any older than 30 and you're listening to this, you're like, yeah, this is a this is very much a one on one conversation here. And there's nothing I either want to hear you getting super vulnerable. I either want to hear some hot tea about you and your celebrity friends, where you go, what's going on um, or that or what guys we fucked did, which was actually interesting, which was they would bring in guys that they had hooked up with and interview them about like what was good and what was bad. That's actually getting personal. This is like bland as fuck. Well, it's also annoying to people like myself because her first show out of the gate has sponsors on it. She's already talking about behind the paywall. We're going to do this on that show. It's like, dummy, I know that you're famous because you have amazing tits that are just perfect tits. What was I talking about? They really are perfect. I was talking about her tits, right? But it's just so annoying to me that she would assume or whatever behind her would assume that there's going to be thousands of people who want to listen to what you have to say. No. She was so obnoxious. (sighs) She was pregnant on social media. She's constantly posing like topless and in little bikinis with her big fucking pregnant belly hanging out. It's like, can you just give it six months? We'll come back to you. Just take six months off. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Let the let the afterbirth finish coming out. (laughs) (laughs) That's the stream going to the sea. I, I just don't like it's icky. It's icky because she sort of I saw her befriending a couple of years ago when Amy Schumer was getting more political. I saw this Emily Radjowski chick was kind of hanging around and I'm like, this is what she's doing. Like you get famous like in Schumer's case or being funny or in Emily's case or being super hot. Yeah. And then they want to like pivot and hang on to all the fame and then keep growing. And then they end up becoming like tools, I think, for the Democratic Party and they just become tools of the left. And I, I think I that's where I see this going. Well, I know the producer, Chris, is going to become an underwear model, and I've recommended against that, but we all have to pivot in some way, Chris. That's gross. (laughs) We all have to reinvent ourselves one way or another. Let's all be multifaceted. Yeah, Yeah, see? (laughs) All right. Uh, I I want to pick and swallow. (laughs) I want to move on to our cringe of the week. Cringe of the week. And this one comes in from Stephen Collins. I guess there's a show called BigSoftTitty.ping. And this is uh, what he wrote to me. He says, not sure if you are familiar with the Australian comedians, Demi Lardner and Tom Walker. They are the champions of nomity, non-comedy, nomity. Never heard that one. <laughs> and have been trash and memed quite a bit over the years. I have not listened to one second of this as it would be too painful, but you should. Here's a few examples of these unfunny people. So here are these uh, performers from Australia. We'll check out what they do. Let's have some fun! I like feeling good. Yeah, I like feeling nice. Choosing between good and bad don't need to think twice. Happiness? Yeah, baby, give me some of that. I've got the key to the cream Right or 
nice fur And the feelings I have Well, they make me want to purr Feline, feeling fine Show me yours, I'll show you mine Get it out, let me see it What do I mean? Your smile, beat it Me, me now, me Alright, this song did not need a second verse Or a bridge <laughs> Or a first okay. In my opinion I need, ex- I need explanation for what I need to know who, what, where, when, why, how. I thought I explained that to you. So that was Tom Walker. Okay. And his brand of nomedy. <laughs> and his brand of non-comedy. And this is his partner in crime, Demi Lardner. Let's see, uh, let's see what she's up to. This looks like something you'd see at the Fringe Festival. <laughs> yes. Did I hear someone say they wanted to hear my dad's Google history? <laughs> Of. This is a, oh my god, this is a knockoff of uh Kurt Brownoler and Kristen Shaw. They used to do a bit, I think I don't know if it started at the UCB. Uh I well, really think she's copying it. There's shit my dad says, which was like a book and then turned into or a website the, and then turned into a book and then a sitcom with William Shatner. The music and how it sounds. Oh, okay. So you think you it's think that very... they, I would hate to be the person that got ripped off and this is what it turned into. I'm like, yeah, I got nothing uh, to do with this. <laughs> Don't put this one on me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Are you do you have enough of that? Is that enough? No, let's uh, listen to more. Okay. All right. Uh, maybe I'm not Australian. It's possible. This looks like every girl I fight with on Twitter and everyone who uh, tries to get my comedy shows shut down. It does look like. In fact, I think that's who that is. <laughs> now I think about it. All right. Let's talk real quick because we are right now in a new world. It is No John November. Big announcement, everybody. Centering John is a dunzo. But. He did do a beer on the balcony on October 31st. Did you know about this, Chrissy, that John is taking a break from podcasting? So what he did was on November 1st, he said he was going to have like a Kardashian on or something, which, you know, he was just trolling people. And he's like, well, the Kardashian postponed, but instead of really fun, three funny people you're going to love. And then he just played Three Stooges and never mm-hmm. went on, just played Three Stooges. Is he taking Stooges a month stuff. off to like wash all his clothes, wait for his bruises to go away, <laughs> like exfoliate, take No, he's going to start spot. doing some serious drinking and all this podcast. He's going to get in the way of it. <laughs> Maybe he'll come back in a month looking svelte and healthy. Could Maybe he's going to do a detox. That'd be, that'd be, I'd be amazed if that were the case. Yeah, there is speculation online. that <laughs> Maybe he's going to get his place fumigated for bugs. 
Well, I did see a lot of speculation. Some people think that uh, he's going to be making the move with, into uh, his mother's house. Uh, oh. He's selling his apartment in Canoga Park to move back uh, to Long Island. Um, I don't know if that's the case or not. I, I think, this is my humble opinion, he's tried every which way to try to thwart the troll, <coughs> surely the trolls, from the trolls. getting clips of his show. Mm-hmm. So he took down all of his YouTube channel. That's what he's been doing over the last month. Mm-hmm. And now he's got this new idea. Check out this. This is brilliant. Yeah, baby. Welcome to the world. Famous stuttering John. (laughs) Let me just point out real quick, because there's stains all over his shirt. And I I think that he's trying to lean into the joke now. I could be wrong. He might be this disheveled. But the last few episodes, he's wearing his shirt backwards. He's kind of like trying to, he he shaped his mustache mustache in half. And then the other half, I think he's trying to be quirky now to get people like talking about the thing on his microphone. Right. So I'm not buying it. I'm not buying the stains on his shirt, but it also is possible. I'm not buying the forced quirkiness. Right. Yeah. It's too obvious (laughs) for him. A little too fun. On podcast, beer on the balcony edition. As you know, I've been posting different links why? Because some assholes on my Patreon have been posting the links and giving it out for free. They think they irritate me. They don't. <laughs> I don't give a frog's fat ass. But they must love this show. You can't say that I'm doing this thing so that they can't post the links anymore. I sent out fake links and fuck them up. And I don't even care if they do post the links to the show. Yeah. Those two things don't compute. There's In the same sentence. Cognitive dissonance going <laughs> yeah. on. I don't give a frog's fat ass. Please stop posting it. <laughs> so since this episode, he has posted. So where on was his- this? What this- secret? channel is this on oh well yeah i know go figure he still has to put out the link at some point so people can watch it yeah. so it's not like it's like fuck i can only click two links a day he got me i'll it's try the third to one get. too oh there it is there we go okay so john put out on his patreon he goes no one's going to be charged uh we're taking a break we'll be back in january of 2023 now again that could be a misdirection oh, we so don't two know months yes he's saying that he's taking off the next two months I just know John November sounds better than no John December. So I just, that's why I said it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so John brings on his guest. This introduction is something else. Chrissy, you can only hope that one day you'll be on a show and this is how you'll be introduced. He has a special place in my heart. Why? Because when I decided I wanted to start doing stand up comedy, I saw this person not only perform in the K-Rock comedy contest, but win. He win. (laughs) And he won the comedy contest. He came in first place. He had the best score. Not only was he in the contest, he win. And And he win? And he won a comedy and contest. He beat, it. He beat is what everybody. He, just said. <laughs> he said smugly. <laughs> <laughs> the K like Rock comedy like contest. Could you credit. imagine? Oh, guys, today, very special treat for you. Chrissy Mayer, she won a radio comedy contest once <laughs> in the 80s. <laughs> Let's bring her on. <laughs> uh, poor John. Very impressive. And then he goes on to say that 
he when he watched this guy do stand up, he got advice from this guy on how to do stand up, and this guy instructed John on how to do stand up. I wouldn't want that credit. No. This is the guy who taught me how to do stand up. <laughs> <laughs> let's yeah, let's keep that on the DL, buddy. Come on. All right, so now he finally brings on. Joey Koa. I know we've all been anticipating who's going to be the next guest on Beer on the Balcony. Is it going to be Betty Loco? It's going to be Mark B. No. Joey Koa. Here's the guy who taught me about hygiene. Oh, I like Joey Koa. He's really <laughs> so, funny. without further ado, from Belmore, Long Island. I used to date a girl from Belmore. She was dumb as a wall. I called her a Belmoron. But without oh, further ado, Joey Koa, everybody. Hey, can you hear me? I can hear you, Joey. <laughs> how are you? Hey, where Joey's are you? Joey's so funny. How you doing, my brother? I'm doing good. Look, look how good I look. Look, look. <laughs> he looks like a guy who goes on shows a lot. He's <laughs> real comfortable like with that. He got stung by some bees, Joey Cola. Yeah. His eyes are usually more open. He goes on to explain why he looks the way he looks, uh, so I won't spoil that one for you. reaction or something? Okay. But. It's interesting because this guy has had a career in comedy. I, I'm, I was actually surprised that you know who this was, Chrissy. He's so funny. Yeah, I've done shows okay. with him. Oh, okay. I, I was wondering because he's, he's a New York guy, so I was wondering if maybe you'd cross paths. Yeah, he's a Long Island guy mostly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, All right. Yeah, well, genuinely funny. This is this is what makes this guy so interesting, right here. You know, so I'm 61. My wife and I are married 35 years, and be honest with you, I like to eat a good meal, watch Wheel of Fortune, and just go to bed and just hang out with my wife. Now I did it all. I did. I did it all. I know everybody. I did it all. You know, and that's and that's it. He's done it all. Yeah. What else is there to do? Wheel of Fortune, dinner, Jeopardy. Yeah. Uh, I was actually going to ask you about supper, but that's coming up later in the show. <laughs> the fuck. <laughs> so are you fucking? <laughs> Thirty-one years. I know we didn't ask him that. <laughs> oh no! All right, so then John has to tell his guests about his trolls and about oh, how, yeah, and about how he's thwarting his trolls. Oh, John! Uh, oh, my son's texting me. Sorry. Uh, All right, so I'm going to pause wait, it there. Go ahead, Chrissy. Son, isn't the son a daughter now? Well, he does have a son. He has two oh. sons. Oh, okay. He has two sons and a daughter. I keep getting that confused. I'm not trying to fuck with John. I really don't care about no. his kids. I don't pay attention to him at all. I know other people are interested in him. Like, John can't shut up about his kids, but I don't really care. But this is where people get suspicious of John because he's distracted and he says, oh, my son just texted me. But then listen to what he says right after that. It makes me think that he's lying about that. Uh, oh, my son's texting me. Sorry. Uh, yeah, well, the guy... You know, these guys love this show, so they post it. So the guy finally has figured out the – because I, I sent out two two fake links so I could have this guy fucking scrambling all over to yeah. try and get the real one. See, what you're talking about now is even Greek to me. I don't know what the links – I don't know where you're going, how you send out I don't a know thing, the links Patreon, are. <laughs> and all of this stuff. I have no idea what any of that is. Yeah, it's Greek to everyone. So what I do is people who pay me money, I send them fake links so they can't I find my them. show. It's not watching the show. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, that's confusing to me, too. Uh, don't feel bad there, Joey. It's kind of stupid. But why would John... I have people who pay me money, and I want to confuse them into <laughs> I quitting. Yeah, I don't want them finding the show. 
Why would John say, oh, I'm sorry, I'm distracted. My son's texting me. Yeah, yeah, I guess they found the link. Is his son telling him that the trolls found the link? What, what's the right. connection there? It doesn't make any fucking sense. So yeah, I was confused. Good point. I was confused by that. Okay. So now I'm going to explain why I don't know who the fuck Joey Cola is. And I'm going to give myself a pass on this one. And then I got a bunch of heat. And then I, uh, I did the cruise ships for a while. Almost had a nervous breakdown on the cruise ships. And then my wife said, no more cruise ships. Why? I did have a... <laughs> so, so caring and compassionate. <laughs> and then I was having a nervous breakdown. Why? <laughs> He's smiling. I know. Tell me about your breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> Were I the trolls? feel better. Yeah. Were the trolls uh, on the cruise ships? Was it the trolls? Did the trolls follow you onto the cruise ship? <laughs> yeah. So he was a cruise ship comic for a while before that got to be too much for him. Which, I'll spoil it for you, in case you were planning on watching this episode, which um, I don't think a lot of people were. This is my transformative content, after all. But it goes on to say that he's so good on the cruise ships <laughs> that he would be on there for a week, and then they wanted him for two weeks, and they wanted him for four weeks, and he's got a growing family and young children at home, and he got overwhelmed. I was just thinking, like, well, you could just tell him he can't work 28 days straight if you want, yeah. you know? That would probably be the solution. But, hey, what do I know? I'm not a cruise ship comic. I don't Maybe plan on being one. Maybe he his wife on a cruise ship. Ah, interesting. And that's Because what would be the reason to never do it again? Dude, holy shit. I didn't even think about that angle of it. When I work too much, Frank is just like, oh, yeah, now we know. I can't be gone for two straight weeks. Like, next trip, I'll be gone 10 days or something. But he wouldn't say, don't go on the road anymore. Well, that's interesting because I never thought about that. On a cruise ship, you have all these women who are looking for U.S. citizenship. Yeah. Right? Oh, shit. And they're all drunk and they want that D. Well, I'm talking about the employees, but oh. I, well, I mean, they also might be that. drunk too. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I did see Titanic. Um, all right. This is how I want to be a cruise ship comic. <laughs> I know, right? Now it's starting to make a little bit of sense. So then he says, after the cruise ship thing, his wife made him stop doing that. He was Rosie O'Donnell's warm up person. And John has to explain to his audience what a warm up person is because we don't know that, John. Captain Showbiz is going to explain to us when there's a live audience. You know, I used to do that for the Leno show. I was the warm up guy. I'm like, oh, God. Anyway, he goes on this list of shows that he was the warm up guy for. So, again, the reason why I wouldn't know who he is because he's just entertaining studio audiences for TV shows. And then he goes on to say, America's Got Talent. I was the warm up guy for AGT back when Howard Stern was on that. Now, America's Got Talent. Films out of L.A. until Howard Stern got the job. Then they moved the whole operation to New York for Howard. And John mentioned he knew this guy from him winning a K-Rock comedy contest. So this is a really dumb question out of Centering John's Mouth. I did the uh, the the, uh, the AGT years when Howard was there because Gary called me and said Howard wants me there to be there. So I did that at Radio City. How did Howard know who you were? <laughs> John, Howard is the reason why you were on K-Rock. I notice he's not smiling anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, Howard, Howard requested you? <laughs> what does the request be? Did he lose my number? <laughs> Did he give you popcorn? What a fucking idiot. So this guy goes on to explain that, well, because I, I was on that K-Rock contest. That's how you and I met, too, John. Remember? Yep. Like, yeah. Remember I, the intro? I, 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 know, I know the people on the Howard Stern show back in the day. Like, holy shit, what a fucking idiot. <laughs> So what they keep talking about, the reason why he won that contest is because of this Bob Ross bit he used to do. That's the painter, right? I almost said Jeff Ross. Mm -hmm. Bob Ross, yeah. the painter guy. And so this guy, Joey Cole, are you familiar with this bit, by the way, Chrissy? 
Mm, what bit is it? I, I don't know because John oh, okay. was trying to find it before the show. He tries to find it during the show. They're constantly trying to find this bit because John wants to show off. Oh, you're going to love this bit. And this is. Uh, it's a bit of Joey's. Yes, this is one of Joey's bits where he pretends to be Bob Ross, and I guess it kills. Oh no, I know a bit of his where he pretends to be like I think a parrot or something or a or a cat. That's, uh, but I don't think I know this bit. Bob Ross is not a cat or a parrot. He was a man, okay. Chrissy. <laughs> don't disrespect I Bob know. Ross. Happy trees. <laughs> I knew Bob Ross. Happy trees, exactly. <laughs> so this is I, I love John because he's constantly. You know, we were talking about uh, multitasking when we were on the content house. John cannot multitask at all. So as soon as he gets distracted with one task, he just ignores his guest. And his guest is going on and on. And there might be some interesting anecdotes going on. But John is not even listening. And and George Carlin and I became good friends. uh, We would actually talk on the phone. And I don't want to say that I wrote for George Carlin, but we would... We would run bits together and stuff and have conversations, and some of them wound up in his act, as well as some of his stuff winding up in my act. Is there wow. any place that I could find it? I don't know. Uh, I, I, I don't even know. I don't know where you'd go to, to see it. He's talking nah, about being friends with George Carlin. I thought, I, would, I thought for sure it's out there. Everything else is out there. Yeah, everything else is out there. I mean, but I don't, I don't know. I can't even find it myself. Yeah, his wife's tenderizing chicken in the fucking kitchen next door. <laughs> so that's annoying. And then you got this guy talking about how, like, yeah, I kind of wrote some of George Carlin's bits. You know, we used to talk on the phone all the time. The question is, oh, which bits? We all know Carlin's bits. Which ones? That's amazing. Yes. Instead, it's like, uh, where the fuck is this thing I've been looking for? Figure out before the show whether or not you're going to be able to find the video you want or not. Once the video starts, that ship has sailed. Yep. Move on. If you want to talk about it, explain it, great. But he's continuing to look for it and fucking up what could have been an interesting conversation. Which it sounds like what you're describing, Carl, is show prep. It's, it's, it's called show prep. And then, Chrissy, what you want to do is, if you don't do show prep, you pretend that you did hmm. by saying, yeah, I was going to play that bit, but that's not important. Explain hmm. to us what that did for you or, you know, mm-hmm. just make it seem like you didn't even want to do that instead of going, yeah, yeah, yeah George Carlin, Schmarlin, uh, where's the link? Do you have a link to this fucking thing? You fucking idiot. All right. So then this is a really funny thing. Joey pays John a compliment. John is not used to this. <laughs> he does not know. Wait, what? <laughs> I haven't had a reason to clap yet. <laughs> You look good, man. You're, you're morphing into an old comic, uh, an old mafia don. Is what you, that's what you look like now. Look like you're playing mafia. Do you see how John wasn't trying to take that? Yeah, you look good. He's, he's like, like oh, where's this going? Yeah, he's waiting for the other shoe to drop. <laughs> yeah, where is this going? You look good. I'll fucking murder you and your family. What, yeah. what did you just say to me? Because <laughs> John's looking at himself while this guy's going, do you look good? He's like, uh. <laughs> he's already texting denim guy with a cane. <laughs> <laughs> you know what to do. Yeah. Because I know some trolls who could use the cement blocks right about now. <laughs> right. All right. So. Now we're, they're going to talk about this is John Glory Days, his band, what he was in back when he was on the Howard Stern show. I guess this guy was saying he looked just like Anthony Kiedis with the long hair, and he gave him the idea of doing an Under the Bridge parody that I guess John performed on stage or something. Anyway, none of that matters. I'm just setting up this next hilarious joke. And you had a band. You yeah. had Rubber Beaver at that point, right? Yeah, Rubber Beaver. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's what the name of your band. Howard loved that name. He oh, would plug it God. and just laugh. Everybody Rubber Beaver. Yeah, it was great. Howard. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's great about that joke? Howard would laugh at it. That's how I know it was a good joke. <laughs> so, Chrissy, Rubber Beaver's pretty good. I used to be in a band called Finger Her and Her Pussy, which wasn't as subtle, but also a great band name. <laughs> And then you went on to the Isotoners, my favorite type of glove. How dare you? <laughs> He's so proud of himself, Rubber Beaver. Oh, yeah, Howard would laugh. Everyone, Jackie. Yeah. Oh, name all the uh, people who would laugh at that, John. Fred, Gary. The we list got goes it. on. Yeah, we got it. Telling people that more famous people who have laughed at their jokes. That's so cringe. Oh, God. How many times has he talked about Obama laughing at one of his bits? Oh, no. Obama doesn't know who the fuck Stuttering John is. <laughs> I promise you that. Obama's not a fucking so dabbler. made Big Mike get a little hard. <laughs> Could you imagine Barack being in the Dabblers Anonymous subreddit? <laughs> uh, Michelle, get over here. <laughs> oh. You got to see the latest from oh. B-Dabbler. <laughs> All right, this is... Uh, so now we're going to get into Joey, why he looks like garbage. That's what Chrissy was pointing out earlier. Apparently, he's had some health issues. This is what we all have to look forward to, everyone who's not uh, 61 years old yet. So, you know, and I'm 61 now. I got I had Bell's palsy on this side five years ago, and then I got it on this side two years ago. Well, I got I two like stents in. I just had my appendix out. I'm, I'm taking a physical beating, you know? So... But the, the Bell's Palsy, you really can't tell, right? You can't. All right, tell. I think we found it. <laughs> Joey, thanks oh to my, my great fucking moderator, Andrew Brower. fuck about double Bell's Palsy. This poor That's guy. That's like one of the worst things you can get. It's like it's, your whole yeah. face droops. And he's lucky to have had it on both sides, so it's evened out. And he looks Good better point. than John. Yeah. yeah. Somehow he looks better than John. He could not have given a fuck about that whole story. Wow. Once again, John cannot possibly listen with one ear to his guest even just to pick up some keywords just so you could be like oh yeah bell's policy that sucks all right i think i found the video we're looking for he's so preoccupied with the chat and what people are doing because i guess andrew the great andrea brower found this video well, the kind of ocd i have makes me rude <laughs> <laughs> it makes me bad at hosting a, a talk show i'm not an asshole i just don't care <laughs> right <Yeah. laughs> All right, let me back that up again. Now that we know that John's ignoring him this whole time, he's explaining poor all these. Joey. I know, this poor guy. Oh, and then I got it on this side two years ago. I got two stents in. I just had my appendix out. Look at John's eyes. They're just darting back and forth. He's just staring at his chat. I'm, I'm taking a physical beating, you know? So, but the, the Bell's palsy, you really can't tell, right? You can't All right, tell I think we found it. Joey, thanks to my great fucking moderator, Andrea Brower. Okay. It's that gif of the person trying to figure out the complicated equation. It's like, <laughs> that's yeah. him like 30 times an episode. All right. So now John's found this bit. And this bit is from 1992. All right. It's, it's 30 years old. Mm -hmm. And so John has to explain to his audience, there might be words being used in this bit that aren't acceptable anymore. All right. Okay. Because, listen, we need some trigger warnings here. I don't know if there's going to be like an R word, an F slur. Whoa, whoa. I know. <laughs> don't even think about what I'm trying to say here, people. Uh, <laughs> now, let me tell everybody. Now, first of all, don't forget, people, this is in the, this is in the 80s and early 90s. And yeah. this is when some of the words you're going to hear in those days 
were acceptable. Now they're not. And you know what, Joey? I get this shit all the time. Yeah. Do you know why you get this shit all the time, John? Because you're trying to get people's lives ruined for saying retard. And now Jeff's in a soapbox going, I, I mean, I used to use these words too, but that's what comedy used to be. I mean, I, <laughs> those are the rules. Before I was now. woke. Yeah. So go fuck yeah. yourself, John. You fucking asshole. And then they explain that this is Howard's favorite bit. John interrupts yet again. But uh, but how, it was Howard's favorite bit. And it, oh, I fucking Joey, I fucking laughed my ass. I'm like, who the fuck knew to goof on Bob Ross? I'm like, yeah, because he wasn't <laughs> even in my like. I knew who he was, but he bored yeah. the fuck out of me. Yeah, I could set it up. I mean, I, I don't want to give the bit away too much. No, 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 no. I'm just gonna play it. I, all right, go ahead. Go ahead, and then we'll talk about it. <laughs> so the guy's trying to say, like, yeah, it's the reason why I got on Howard's radar because of this bit. I did it at the contest. No, no, no. I liked the bit. Right. I'm the one who liked uh, the bit. John, okay, I you get credit. I don't like – Joey is saying I don't want to give the bit away, meaning, like, I don't want to give away my material, like, on air. Like, well, it's usually actually, you want to save for a I'll, show, I'll right? put it in context, Chris. He said he's, he hasn't done it in 30 years. He stopped doing this bit. Okay. So I guess, I guess right. maybe it didn't age well. Because he's not, he's hey, fine. He cycled with, it out then. Yes, he's fine with John playing the bit because John's like, "Oh, I found it," and, and he was even asking Joey, "Do you know where this bit is?" He's like, "I don't know. I did it on MTV in the '90s, and I was in Montreal, and maybe be somewhere out there for that reason." Because Joey's done some TV work, but it's not like he was on in Living Color. You know, you can't just go find these old skits and things with Joey Cola. So, thankfully, as we just heard, Andrea Brower found the bit. There's all this build up for it. They're ready to finally play it again. The last time he did this bit was in the early 90s. This is how stupid Andrea Brower is. <laughs> so here is Joey Kohler. Is this on Late Night with Jimmy oh, no, Fallon? That's that's, that's, no, that's my Jimmy Fallon set. Oh, so, it does, so it's not That's not board? it. That's not it. That's not it. Oh, it's not it. Keep playing it. Keep playing it. He's scrubbing through it. He's going to find it. Wait, are you sure? (laughs) Are you sure? sure? You know what you did? Jimmy Fallon was in high school when he was doing this bit, John. Why would you think he's doing it on Fallon? Uh, Wow. Let me keep playing it. Maybe it'll come out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. My moderator never steals me wrong. I'll find it eventually. (laughs) No, you won't. You mean I brought this clip up for nothing? (laughs) So... That is part one of John's last ever beer on the balcony. I'll be doing part two on uh, Saturday. It'll be out on Sunday. Wow, you're really rationing it out. I got to ration it out, Chrissy. There was so much to get to in this episode. I couldn't do it all at once. What's funny, though, is like right after this, he goes, I got a good Jimmy Fallon story for you, though. And so he says, uh, Joey tells a story about giving a 17-year-old Jimmy Fallon stage time. And he goes, and Jimmy never forgot it. It's the reason why I was on this night show in 2010 is he just remembered me and he wanted to help me out. And John goes, oh, I have a similar story. So I'm just waiting for John to be the hero. Now, John has two types of stories. One's where he's the hero and one where someone else is an asshole, but not him. Where he's the victim. So he says, yeah, Jackie and I were hanging out. We ran into an 18-year-old Jimmy Fallon and he came up to Jackie and he asked for advice. And Jackie said, here's some advice. Quit comedy. (gasps) It's like, John, that's not your... <laughs> I, I got a, a similar story. Jackie's a dick. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Pretty good story, John. Wow. <laughs> Fucking prick. <laughs> Had it all. <laughs> what an asshole. 
All right, we're not done with Stuttering John just yet, though, because some new song parodies came in. Hey. And uh, this is one from Jeff Geiger, and he did a Smiths parody. Now, I do have a rule on this show about Morrissey. Ooh, Jeff Geiger, like as in The Counter? Of the <laughs> no, counter? Not, the, not the Jeff Geiger, no. The Geiger? <laughs> not the Geiger counter, no. So okay. I'm not real familiar with Morrissey and the Smiths. I don't know if you are. So here's here's the song itself. I'm going to start with this so that we can kind of figure out what's going on here. It's got a little bit of a, a build up to it. It's called Heaven Knows I'm Miserable Now. You get the gist. So this is a song called Kevin Must Cease and Desist Now. All right. Based on (laughs) Heaven Does a Miserable Now. Now, one thing I want to point out is I talk about when you do a parody song, you have to really mix the music down and the vocals up. You want to be able to hear the words real well. This person took that a little too literally. See if you could even hear the music on this one. I was defending my den in a drunken rage, and Kevin must cease and desist now. Oh my God, there's no I music. found a good attorney, but he caught COVID. But Kevin must cease and desist now. YouTube chat. Why not give your valuable cash? To me so I can get shit faced. Oh, Uncle's Lord. All right, I'm going to bail on that one. That's another <laughs> verse, but I think you get the point. A uh, little shoehorned uh, that Kevin must cease and desist now. Not the same syllables as heaven knows I'm miserable now. So it's tough to work uh, that out. I have a dumb question. Why didn't he say Carl? Oh, because my uh, John likes to call me Kevin. From Why? Why Do I Podcast? So this is the backstory real quick. John used to refer to me as my real name and talk about her these podcasts. But then his brilliant buddy, the drug dealer, uh, Tony Michaels, who's actually Michael Sosnowski, he decided, oh, I got a better idea, John. Let's call him Kevin from Why Do I Podcast. That'll be our joke for him. And John lashed right onto it. He's like, oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, that was brilliant. And yeah. now there is a Why Do I Podcast. <laughs> and now there is a Why Do I Podcast hosted by Kevin. I think he's in the chat <laughs> right now. I know. So That's awesome. It's kind of silly. So that's why that happened. All right. I saved this second song parody for second. <laughs> <laughs> You're a poet. <laughs> this, is a, this is a good one. Yes, you did. Chrissy, okay. how do you feel about the band Rush? I think I like them. I also I... love them. Good call. Let's yeah. go. My lawyer, I get high and booze. I can't get it up without five blue chews. <laughs> My apartment's up for rent. In trouble with the government. My attorney has no defense. Ask my dates for pre consent. Yes. 
say about my family? This <laughs> what you say about society? Catch the damn one, chew the shit, clean the cat box, order a hit. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Can I ask about a cat box, Chrissy? Oh, cat box. I thought I said cat marks. No, no, he's got uh, he's got some problems with the cat box in his apartment. Oh, it's actually it's actually decreasing the value of the place. It's so bad. Oh, no. So uh, that's kind that's of uh, good. that's kind of interesting. That's funny. Let's shift gears to your <laughs> friend you and mine about my family. Yeah, that was great, <laughs> guys. I need a Chad Zumok stinger. Uh, Unless, you know, I got to make the jingles department do it. Do you have one? Please clap. <laughs> That's not bad. Please <laughs> clap. Yeah, he said that during his um, dry bar show. Oh. This is not a good scene. Yeah. In order for Chad to get an applause break, he had to tell people to please clap. Oh, man. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> you know, we were going to try oh, to go a month without, like, uh, talking about one another but chad couldn't even go one day no i know they they had to get all in on uh the content house stuff so this was actually a video that i saw on your twitter somebody put together so i thought this would be a fun place to start for us and this is chad's on a show with bob levy so it's levy show levy land and chad's getting all worked up everyone's trolling him and he's physically shaking yeah this was bad in the in the morning, I can't deal with that. Like I can't have, I, I, I can't have somebody screaming in the whole in the morning. Do it for a night. I can do it for a night. That's about it. You know what I mean? Do a show. Yeah, I, I never was good. You mad, Zuma? I like that one. That's a funny. Come on, that's funny. <laughs> Chrissy Bear calls him Mad Zuma. <laughs> Were you trolling him on this show, Chrissy? Yes, I was. Well done. I I had to help hold back because like I was I was very quiet leading up to the content house and the improv Orlando because I'm like I really don't want this guy showing up to the show. Right. I was like, let me just focus on all the things we have to do, and then like as soon as it's over, then <laughs> I could say how I feel. Funny. Oh, but that could be a fucking that could be a character. That wow. could be. Uh, I watched it like three or four times, and I. I, I I didn't. I, I like he's sitting on a dryer. <laughs> sitting on a dryer. Yeah. He's had his own personal earthquake. Uh, <laughs> I don't care. I don't, I just, I don't want a job. Not good. But it, it's like you know what I mean. I, I watched it. I watched it. I, I I went in like three or four times to watch like a little uh-huh. thing, and it was like it was like the first time it was like some girl that was talking about like. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Chad would be great at making martinis. I can't, I can't do. All right. So that was just a fun little clip. I don't know if you put that together or Frank or someone. Who made that? Did you make that or did Marshall make that, Frank? He's listening 10 feet away. Um, I would love like a remix of like the Harlem Shake, but it's the Chad Shake. It's not a bad idea. Marshall made it. Marshall Bobry. Marshall. Well, I love Marshall. That fucking, He's the best. That dude was so cool at the content house. Uh, actually, really every, fun bunch. almost everybody was. And I think I've already talked about that, right? This is our, my first show back, right? Whatever. We can talk about it later. The important thing to talk about right now is this Kevin Brennan show where they're talking about how the content house is gay. So Uh-oh. I thought I would just play a little bit of this for us to check out. 
back to Gino. Anyways, so Gino's being a dick to me too, and I live with the guy. I didn't do anything to Gino. And he's just being so obnoxious right now, and I don't know what it is. It's just maybe it's that you're really super annoying and everyone dislikes you, Chad. I love these people because uh, John says the same thing, but Chad and John are the exact same person, except for John actually had a career at one point. But I love when people say, like, John goes, I was never even a dick to him and he doesn't like me. Like, yeah, well, that you can watch people be a dick to other people and not like them. Yeah. It's very easy mm-hmm. to do. Nothing like, is ever his fault. Yeah. I, I, I just never... don't like your personality. I know you never called me an asshole, yeah. but I think your personality sucks. So I don't like you. Like, that's how that works, Chad. It's like that compound crew. I know you guys fill in for Anthony and you all suck his ass. Even you, Levy. I don't, I don't suck, suck, An- Look, I don't suck wow. Anthony's ass. You, no, Carl, Chris. He's so of... confused. He yeah. thinks that anyone who Kumia likes or gets yeah. along with or works with is sucking his ass. Like, he has no concept of, like... He just told Bob Levy or... that Bob Levy sucks Anthony's ass, and so do I, and so do you, Chrissy. So let's wow. let's listen to a very rational Bob Levy. I never thought I'd say that. Explain to Chad what you just said. <laughs> just awesome. getting along with people than sucking their ass. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, I get along with everybody. And, and, and to, they really have to fuck me over before I get banned from a building in New York. <laughs> Put it that way. And I, I get along with Anthony very good. Always been nice to me, even when I was on Stern and I would see him here and there. And especially up You call there. him the great Bob Levy when he did that show on Monday after the fight, after the food fight. He uh, uh, he was saying uh, he was. Here's the thing that Chad doesn't understand. Oh, I mean, there's a lot of things. Here's one of the things that Chad doesn't understand. He goes, in order to be friends with Anthony, you have to suck his ass and, and kiss up to him. Anthony is one of the most laid back, easygoing people I've ever met. It's so easy to get along with him. He just wants to have a fun time and make jokes. It's mm-hmm. it's not difficult to get along with him. No. In fact, I think if you walked up to Anthony and tried to kiss his ass and tell him how amazing he was, he'd probably walk away from you. Probably be annoying. Yeah, he would look at you weird and be like, what? Yeah. What are you? Fucking Chad does not cool. understand life. He doesn't understand how life works. Re, he was re, uh, rehashing it. And he said, uh, he said, and then the great Bob Levy, something, I, I forget what he said, but he, he likes Bob Levy. People like Bob Levy, but. Yeah, he used to like me. He used to be nice to me be, until Chrissy Mayer. Like, oh, that, it's, okay, it's your fault, Chrissy. It. That's <laughs> it. Okay, here it is. Could finally. you imagine, before you say that, Chrissy, I just want to say, could you imagine if you had the power to make someone not like someone else? This is something I've heard. I, I think, uh, Chad, no, it's. Stuttering John, once again, says, Anthony used to like me until Artie Lang was his co-host, and then they decided they don't like me anymore. It's like, that's not yeah. how this works. They like, teamed up. And we yeah, would have gotten away with it, too, if it weren't for the damn kids. <laughs> yeah. but, but, Chrissy, you know, what, you know what I mean? Like, could you imagine if you and I wielded the power of, like, let's not like that person anymore, okay? Like, that's so wow, childish had, to think that. I had no that. idea I was so powerful. <laughs> it's interesting to hear him say that, because I... The other day I was racking my rack him. I was racking my brain trying to figure out like why this guy has so much hate towards me. And yeah. it, I remember he was shitting. This might have been two years ago. He was shitting on Stacey Pressman on Twitter, and I jumped in to like defend her. Right. And then he glommed on to me, and they started making fun of. I had I had no Twitter followers. I had no career, uh, and I was I wasn't getting up. And then when I started getting up, he's like, "Oh, you're not headlining." And then I was headlining. Then he would be like, "Well, you're not doing uh, you know." big you're doing little clubs you're not doing and then i started doing bigger clubs and it's like the goalposts for why i suck is constantly being moved back and back and i just it's kind of like an obsession at this point yeah. and i tried to be really quiet and like chill and not respond leading up to the content house and the 
you know, the club show at the Orlando Improv because I'm like, he's unhinged. Like, I really didn't want him showing up and hurting someone like me, someone who's 5'2", uh, or showing up at the house or, like, following us back there. Like, he has a, uh, you know what I mean? Like, this is not a person who makes good decisions or has a, you know, a clean record. I'll yeah, just say that. That is so true. It, he does have a rap sheet. He obviously has a temper on him. He makes very uh, yeah. irrational decisions, which has been well documented. So it's one of those guys who's just like, all right, Chad, I'll tell you, you suck, but I, you know, let's not take this too far. We're, we're still friends, buddy. It's all good. Yeah. And he wasn't helping himself like leading up to it. Oh, well, if I can't get in, that's not going to be a good evening. That's not right. going to be a fun evening. Yeah, it, like, we, we played it, that on this show, and, and Anthony was, not, was just, uh, Chad, sounds like you're threatening us, Chad. It was sounding very threatening. <laughs> it sounds and... a little threatening, Chad. All right, so that, that um, yeah. if people want to check out that episode, it's called Content House is Gay, in all caps. <laughs> <laughs> That's on gay. the Kevin Brennan channel. <laughs> Zing. <laughs> yeah. there. There might have been some gay sex. Mikey Harlow was there. That's true. There had to be some gay sex. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why Alex Stein passed out so early. I don't know what he was up to. He wasn't drinking. He must have so. been sick or overwhelmed <laughs> or something. Yeah, he fell asleep at 8 o'clock. He slept for 14 hours. We thought he left because we're like, he's a busy guy. He's got a lot yeah. of friends. We thought maybe he went to the Geeks and Gamers house. We thought he went just somewhere better and like just jumping around. And so we're like, all right, he, he left. And... I didn't hear from him until 10 a.m. the next morning. He's calling me. My car was towed. And I'm like, oh, fuck. I didn't even know you were here, buddy. Like, we all thought. And he was so busy on the stream, off the stream, running around. Like, And I I, I actually texted him yesterday. Like, I'm really sorry. Your, your car got towed. I should have told you the, the thing about the parking. As soon as you walked in, I just thought we would have had another opportunity to, like, you know, speak about the 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 rules or the, I don't know, the quirks about the house or something. And so we're all good. So uh, it's I funny. Horrible. You apologize to him. I did the same thing yesterday. I reached out to him and said, I'm sorry. I was fangirling on you so hard because I was so Aww. excited to meet him. And according to Chad, what you got to do is you got to kiss these people's asses in order to be their friends. So I was just, I was just like a scrappy do. What's his name? Scrappy do. I was just oh, fucking yeah. jumping up and down next to him. Like, Hey, Hey buddy. Hey, what's up? What's up buddy? Look at me. Look at me. Hey, what's Aww. up? Everybody, that's the thing is like everybody in there was excited to meet and see somebody else. Like True. we ended up getting Vic Mignola hanging yes. out with us. Like Mignola was excited to see Gino, but he was there that's too. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. It was great. Um it was fun. Kevin Brennan put out a text and uh Anthony showed this on his show, that's why I know about it. But there's like this during Halloween, there was this house that had like projectors on the windows that made it look like people were trying <laughs> to get that, out yeah. of the house. And he wrote, like, he wrote content house. People tried to people leave. Escape. That's really funny. <laughs> so he was trying to escape the content house. Yeah. That's he was great. calling Imagine gay you locked the doors. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an escape room. <laughs> oh my gosh. You should have made it like a murder mystery. Yeah. Yeah. For Halloween. Next <laughs> yeah. time. I mean, Alex Stein, that would have been perfect. Like, where did he go? We don't know. And, uh, who did it? <laughs> well, yeah. Carl's been kissing his ass all day. <laughs> Damn it. All right. Um, this is the thing I didn't get to last time, that if you have time, Chrissy, I want to talk about oh, Chad Zumach time. at the Kevin Brennan Roast. Okay. Have you seen this? Uh, the roast? Yeah. I think so. All right. This is amazing. Tell me to pause it at any time, please. Okay. <laughs> I'm playing to the back of the room right now. <laughs> People say Aaron Berg looks like the Bagel Boss. The only difference is the Bagel Boss went viral and Aaron Berg's a faggot. <laughs> Pretty good joke, huh, Chrissy? Wow. Misdirection there. 
Yeah, I thought you were going one way and then. Yeah, right. Faggot. Everyone laughs at faggot. You think I'm going to zig and then I suck a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I zigged and then I fagged. <laughs> <laughs> That's the joke. Very good. There we go. <laughs> Who booked this guy? <laughs> Look at all the people we have here tonight. We have an asshole, a bitch, a dick, a douchebag, a beggar, an old man. But besides Kevin Brennan, there's 15 other comics here tonight. I didn't see it coming. Kevin was giving him a sarcastic clap, and he goes, yeah, I didn't see that coming. It's so <laughs> obvious. Everyone saw it from a mile away. So everyone's, laughing at, everyone's laughing at Kevin Brennan, torching him there. <laughs> You know it's a shitty roast when Chip Chipperson's your star power. <laughs> Alec Baldwin had Robert De Niro. We have Barry Ribs. It's a complete shit show. They should call it Firefest Part 2. This day is, it's like a who's who's of who gives a fuck. I think he's going to get the jokes in a second. I'm sorry. I, I should have gone a little bit further ahead of this one. I apologize. It's like a who's who's of who gives a fuck. A Price is Right audience has more IMDb credits than this dais. Uh, Get it? Ha, no. How is that possible? It's just random people. What was the filtering process for this roast? You just have to be past that LOL comedy club? You know, it's it's weird to go on a roast, be the worst person, and talk about how shitty the roast is. It kind of takes yeah. all the wind out of your sails when you do that. God, you guys aren't funny at all. Okay. Uh, that's the thing is, like, I've I've had roasts where I've bombed and not done well. You just have to, like, in any other set where you're not doing well, like, you have to acknowledge it and be real and, like, be likable and kind of charm your way out of it. Right. By the way, Chad cannot be likable or charm anything <laughs> so that's not gonna work i like that somebody named him chad chatterson <laughs> <laughs> thanks anthony <laughs> what'd you say kevin brennan could have oh, sorry kevin brennan uh -oh. could be here tonight neil brennan could be here tonight because he hates kevin Gary Goldman couldn't be here tonight because he hates Kevin. Leslie Jones couldn't be here tonight because he hates Kevin. Okay. That, that would have been a good joke if he had delivered it correctly. He gave up on his setup. He rushed through it. Yeah, because yeah. he fucked it all up. He that, could have that gone was, on to a different joke and then come back to this. That was the first joke that I'll give him credit for. I, you know, People yeah. probably weren't ready for that one. That was good. So the only joke he's made so far that's funny is about Leslie Jones, who has nothing to do with any of this. <laughs> okay. That's pretty good, though. Anthony Kumi is here, everybody, from Opie and Anthony. As you know, Anthony got fired from SiriusXM, but he came up in the end because he launched a successful podcast network. And Opie had his friend taken away by the Lord. Was that the joke? Yeah. Holy shit. Uh, what a weird punchline. Yeah, I was waiting for a little more. Yeah, so Anthony's still doing pretty well, and Carl Ruiz died. Yeah, Yeah. okay. That's true. 
both those things are true, but because it's not like he it said seems too far removed. Yeah, it's not like he compared Opie versus Anthony uh, or and just. And here comes the nervous laughter. Oof. Aaron did like three of my jokes. God like, damn it! He's like, I know. He's like, I know a person who died, so I'm just gonna say that. Yeah, good one. That's so things? edgy. His writing process for this was like things I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Aaron Berg is here. Yep. Check. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, show off. <laughs> things that are going on. <laughs> just say those things. Aaron did like three of my jokes. God damn it. By the way, another thing you never do on a roast is say, oh, I'd written all these other funny jokes, but other people already did them. So I would have been great, though. Like, just you don't yeah. say that out loud. <laughs> Here it comes. Aaron Berg's been crunching at this all the time. He's just sitting next to him. Here it comes. Aaron's like, really? All right. Well, we'll see. All the laughs are, are coming from people heckling <laughs> <laughs> Chad from the Dayas. I, I put likability and timing behind them. <laughs> Dan Soder was here for some reason. Uh, I don't know why he would do this for us. He has a successful career. I wish he was here to hear this. Didn't he learn the last time when he tried to ruin his career by fucking Nikki Glaser? Oh, That's funny. I just think it's funny. It's not. What are names of people who I can drop? <laughs> names of people more famous than me who I can. What was that <laughs> joke about. though, Chrissy? The joke, I guess, was that he slept with Nikki Glazer. Is so, that the joke? I mean, Nikki Glazer is also successful and pretty attractive, yeah. so I'm not sure. Like, if someone was just she like, "Yeah, look at this Carl it. guy. He fucked a hot comedian." Okay, you got me there. <laughs> you say, I gotta hear again, that again. This is out of the things I know, pile. Yeah, right. Well, I gotta hear that one again. What does this mean? Uh, I don't know why he would do this, Rose. He has a successful career. I wish he was here to hear this. Didn't he learn the last time when he tried to ruin his career by fucking Nikki Glazer? That's funny. I just think it's funny. It doesn't make sense. It just seems like he knows a secret or something not well known. He's trying to like yeah. spill the tea. <laughs> I think you're right. He's got some hot gas for this roast. Watch out. He, it's almost like he was like, hey, hey, what about that? <laughs> yeah, that's funny, right? That, huh? yeah, people uh, fucking. That's pretty funny, right? Woo, He'll always be the second best comedian in his apartment. <laughs> Gino Bisconte's here. I think we know that. Gino's. In, I'm not telling this one because Soder is not even here. It's not. Soder. Okay, I'm gonna tell it. Uh -oh. Gino oh, no. and Soder's dad. Gino and Soder's dad have a lot in common. They're both huge alcoholics and both didn't attend Dan's high school graduation. That would have been great if Dan was here. Nope. Yeah. I disagree with that, Chad. Sounds like he's trying to suck Dan Soder's ass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. He's sucking Dan Soder's ass over there. Man, that Dan Soder, he's funny. He sleeps with hot chicks. The list goes on. <laughs> Can we be friends? Almost like I'm going to get no points for mentioning Dan Soder. Dude, I know he's, he said I wish Dan was here multiple times. Like, you need more than yeah. one person laughing yeah. for these to work. It doesn't matter if Dan's there or not. Right. Other people have to find them funny, idiot. He's the guy at the party who, instead of, like, listening to who he's talking with, is looking over his shoulder for somebody more famous yes. and important. Or to, or to murder. <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah. Or to stop. I'll be right back. I punch that person in the face. All right, Chad. Yep, no, good talking to you. Yeah. Artie Lane used to open for Gino. No. <laughs> No, I mean, Artie Lane used to have Gino open for Artie. Cause he Do you hear Anthony laughing at his fucked up setup? Because Gino's going, no, that's not true. 
<laughs> Artie didn't open for me, idiot. <laughs> Other way around, dummy. <laughs> Artie Lang used to open for Gino. No. <laughs> no, I mean, Artie Lang used to have Gino open for Artie. Because he wanted to look like the sober one. <laughs> Did you hear that oof? Yeah. I think that was when Anthony. the crowd has to correct oof. you on your premise. Yeah. Oof. And punt. <laughs> <laughs> Chip Chipperson was here tonight. How about a hand for that retard? The Chip Chipperson character is so retarded, Amy Schumer tried to marry it. Okay. Even Kevin Brennan's like, all right, you got one. Yeah. Kevin's like, all right. That was an actual joke, Chad. Good job. You should probably get off the stage now. It's not going to get better. Speaking of retards, Mike Bichetti, he's here right here. We know him. Oh. I'm not saying he's retarded. I'm just saying he's not fully convinced Jim Norton's Chip Chipperson. Okay. Oof. All right. You could say that about anyone. Yeah. Like, you could say that about a woman and say, oh, like, dumb woman joke. Sure. All right, dumb guy. Sure. <laughs> All right, now Chad. How many papers does I he know, have up he, there? He has like seven or eight pieces of paper. Looks like he's filing a tax return. <laughs> yeah, he's just going through a phone book. <laughs> he's like, line 24B? Where the fuck? I got to transfer this number to line 24B? <laughs> All right. is like the Walmart. Be sure to check out his 25 sets while you're at it. I'm lost. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're in a comedy club. Tootskin yeah. <laughs> in the chat said those are his court papers. <laughs> He's like, I brought the wrong jokes. Uh, this one's on me. <laughs> I, I couldn't afford to have people pay for my jokes, so I had to write them myself. <laughs> Oof. Oh, it's somebody else's fault. Okay, it's everyone it. else's fault. Everyone else is getting their jokes written for them. Dr. Steve. Anyway. <laughs> Everyone's sucking ass and getting their jokes written for them. It shows. Again, <laughs> okay, Aaron Berg's just been teeing off on this retired. It shows. Why is this called the Brennan Roast? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Because no one show up at Chad Zubak without the marquee. That's why. Uh. They should just, yeah, put the crown on Chad, sit him down, and yeah. just... <laughs> just make this an intervention. <laughs> yeah. What was that heckle? I don't get it. I would, I would like to. Who? Taffy Jaffy. I gotta get to you. Oh, I like He's, Taffy Jaffy. Who's Taffy Jaffy? She's a comic. I think she died. No. Oh. Um, she was older. I remember I ran into her. They're looking we for anyone same... to get up on stage. Uh, Bill Cosby. Uh, anyone. Just, she was so funny. I don't know if she made it onto America's Got Talent. We were at the same audition. Oh, yeah. And uh, she's so funny. She's just like this older lady, like just so much so full of sass and pizzazz. I remember I would see her a lot at like the duplex open mics and, like years ago. And yeah, I guess she somehow linked up with Kevin. I'm not sure exactly their relationship. But everyone is so bored of Zumok set at this point that they're hoping for anyone else to come up on stage. They're just chanting people's names. Yeah, they're starting their own show. <laughs> and it, people who aren't watching the visual here, Chad is just going through his papers. They're all out of order. He's panicking. He has no idea what to do. Everyone on the dais is funnier than him during his set. 
which is never a good sign. Taffy Jaffy? Taffy Jaffy. Taffy Jaffy. I want to say Taffy Jaffy. I gotta get to you. He doesn't know who Taffy Jaffy is. How about a hand for... Did you did you pick up on that that time, producer Chris? No. I talked over okay. it again. Uh, whatever. Moving on. <laughs> I'm lost. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to where before you started comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Ehrenberg. Go back to where before you started comedy. <laughs> One girl has such a great laugh, that like really high pitched laugh. Yeah, it's great. Ah, <laughs> That's though. the word I was going to use. Great. Hey, give me my notes. I'm going to pull this out. It's going to be good. Oh my God. This is like, this reminds me of Little League where you have like the, the worst kid on the team who's like just had a second strike and everybody on the team's like, come on, Chad. Come on, get back you got up this. There. Good eye. Good eye. Good eye. Take, <laughs> take a for ball. Your pitch. <laughs> Let Aaron Burr get one in. That's fine. People Aww. are still laughing while you're on stage. It counts. <laughs> How about a hand for the man of the hour, Mr. Kevin Brennan, everybody? Kevin used to be a writer on SNL, but he never used SNL as a launching pad. Let's just hope he's using the George Washington Bridge as his new launching launching pad. Fuck! Just be like, I'm Chad Zumach. Have a good night. Yeah, exactly. He's, He's probably intoxicated. He can't read. He can't get the words out. And again, that premise didn't make sense. He never used it as his launching pad. Let's hope he uses this for his next launching pad. Like you, you should say he tried to use it. Whatever. Right. I'm not going to fucking explain it to him. <laughs> I got some for that. Explaining it does not make it any funnier. <laughs> Thank you very much, Johnny. Damn it. <laughs> Good callback. Neil has success, money, and Netflix specials. Kevin has two cats and a Patreon. Everyone knows Kevin lost his virginity to Sarah Silverman, which is hard to believe because I can't picture two cunts fucking. So he could have uh, made a funny Jewish joke there, Chrissy. The reason why that was funny is because it was facts that he knew and the word cunt. Yep, it's Got it's from both. the uh, the list of things I know. <laughs> yeah. and then either Edward Fag or cunt. I can, I can see him in the basement. He's got all the facts he knows, and then he's got like mm-hmm. curse words. He's like drawing the string to the all right, thing I cunt, know, uh, faggot. Yeah. Yeah. Laid out like Mad Libs. <laughs> yes, Chad Libs. Hey. Chad Libs. That could be a game. That's not a bad idea. All right. If you want to be as funny as Chad Zubai, we were playing Chad Libs at the Content House. I think. Uh, <laughs> Frank and Marshall and I. <laughs> Chad got up on blank and took a blank. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're always blanking Anthony Cumia's ass. <laughs> it's all blank's fault. Chad is jealous of blank, 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 blank and blank. He's trying to get me canceled. <laughs> I've known of the Krista evening. for blank years. She would never say that to me. <laughs> 
All right, we got to have a strong closer here, right? Everyone knows Kevin lost his virginity to Silver, Sarah Silverman, which is hard to believe because I can't picture two cunts fucking. <laughs> that was my favorite laugh of the evening. Yeah, it's because it happened after the punchline. And you can even see Kevin Brennan's face. He's just like, yeah, okay. And then he starts like laughing when he realizes that no one else is laughing either. He's like, okay, that's no, kind of funny <laughs> now that we're not laughing at your joke. Yeah. Because, <laughs> Chrissy, I don't know if you know this, but when you say a punchline, you want the laugh to hit immediately. If there's a few beats in between that and the laugh, that's not a good thing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to get through this. This is going to be good. <laughs> They say you roast the ones you love. That explains why no one in the Brennan family's on this dais. Jesus. <laughs> All right. People are trying to get him off the stage. Yeah. They're, they're applauding. All right, that was great. Really There's a hook coming. In a nice way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Chad Zuma. What's in your wallet? <laughs> If they if they had exit music, they would be playing it by now. Thank you. No, but no, no, honestly, seriously, I, I, I really wanted to be here tonight. He, Kevin, you're one of my favorite comedians, one of my favorite people ever. Um, I, when David Tell says he's, you're his favorite comedian, you're the best comedian. Thanks for having me here tonight. And sorry, I fucked up my jokes. Oh. Oh. Like maybe Ted just come in and give a meaningful speech like that. I yeah. would have liked to hear that. Well, that's the thing. It's like, stop trying comedy. <laughs> Please clap. It's the comedy part. That, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's the comedy part that's, that's fucking him up. That's hard. You know, yeah. relationships, he's not good at that either. He's not good at a lot of things, it turns out. But All right. I've had enough Chad Zumacked. All right. He wears me, me out too. faster than Senator John does. You got Zumacked. <laughs> fucking Zumacked. Zumacked me again. <laughs> I'll get you, Zubak. <laughs> All right. So I think, uh, Chrissy, it's time to play everyone's favorite game show. It's time for everyone's favorite game show to catch a dabbler. Are you ready to play to catch a dabbler? Roberta Knight, oh my goodness, it's ridiculous out there. I can feel the heat from my windows, even with the AC on, going on high. Yeah, highest temperatures in England. Oh, but there's no such thing as climate change, is there, you dumbasses? Yeah. Fucking losers. Just reached out to my buddy, Congressman Sean Caston. I hope to have him on soon. Because especially with what's going on with the climate change, these people do not, it's too late. It is too late. You are soon, it, the average will be 120 degrees outside. <laughs> what? Soon the average will be 120. What scientist is saying this, John? Where did you yeah. get this information from? Soon the average will be 120. Soon okay. I will be able to cook a pizza on my driveway. <laughs> what did John say next? Here are your choices. Number one, even though it's too late, I mean, if we vote blue, we can fix it. Trust me. <laughs> B. That, that sounds pretty our good. Our water levels are going to rise because the polar ice caps will be melting. And then, well, say goodbye to Malibu. Next, 
Only the Democrats are willing to do something about this. That's why I do this show. Save the world. <laughs> Number four. <laughs> and these dotards pretend that climate change isn't real. That's good too. I can't wait to see Florida fall into the ocean. Lastly, it's science. We listen to the science. Republicans just read the Bible and think everything is fine. Well, guess what? They thought the same thing before Noah's Ark showed up. <laughs> Losers. <laughs> to catch. That's the one I want it to be. I know. Kind of I always sneaks Florida, in great ones. I think it's Florida falling into the ocean. Okay. I'm going to go with number one. Because it sounds like something John would say. Because number one, he said, uh, I believe if I'm uh, going to paraphrase here, he said something like, it's too late. Global warming's already happened. But if you vote for uh, Democrats, we'll, we'll do something about it. We'll be able to fix it, I think is what he said. So that's what I'm going with. So you're going with number one? Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. What do you got, Producer Chris? Uh, number two, the water levels and blah, blah, Malibu. Blah. Yeah, Malibu. Okay. And Chrissy's got Florida. All right. Because especially with what's going on with the climate change, these people do not, it's too late. It is too late. You are, soon it, the average will be 120 degrees outside. Right. You watch. Our water levels are gonna rise because the polar ice caps will be melting and then we'll, Say goodbye to Malibu. Yeah. Fucking finally. <laughs> Say goodbye That's to Malibu. That's all for this week. Come back next week to find out if you are man enough to catch a dabbler. I, I didn't pick the polar ice caps melting because I'm like, that's something people were saying in the 90s. Like, I just couldn't believe that that's something someone is still saying yeah. in 2022. Yeah, no, that's still a thing. That's still a thing that they're <laughs> saying. Um, Yeah, Malibu, well done Producer Chris, getting on the board I was due You were due for a while, congratulations I know I've heard that, I think I've even clipped that clip before And I just couldn't remember He says so many dumb things That's That's true John, I can't keep up with all the dumb things he's saying and talking about All right, Chrissy Wow I don't know how you do it it. You are streaming 24-28-7 You are streaming I don't know how you do it I took a little bit of a break. I was supposed to do morning shows this week, but um, we've just been like resting, recuperating. Frank is a little sick, so uh, I've been taking it easy this week, actually. Um, but this weekend, you guys can come see me at McGuire's in Bohemia. I'll be there Friday and Saturday. Uh, and then we got the Compound Media Censored TV collaboration show November 10th at a secret venue in New York City to be announced. I believe Queens... Was they they narrowed it down to Queen so far? Oh, but we don't know anything more than that. Okay, so that'll be good. Secrets. That's gonna be what Gavin, <laughs> Gavin McGinnis, Anthony, you, Gino, Josh Denny, Josh mm-hmm. Denny, right? Oh, that's a, that's a big show. That's awesome. It's gonna be fun. Well, Chrissy, I saw you last weekend at uh, the Improv Orlando Improv. You were fantastic. Actually, oh, I, was, I was blown away by uh, by everyone. Gino closed the show. It was, was great. great Anthony came up with. 30 minutes of brand new material that just happened to him that day and he crushed it. It was insane. (laughs) 
Everyone was so good. And I'm so happy that like, cause Gino gets so much shit yeah. uh, from compound media fans that I was happy to expose him to a new group of people. And I think he got a lot of new fans that night. Cause I went to the geeks and gamers uh, meetup on Sunday and everyone's coming up to me. That was at that show. That was like, oh, I love Gino. I love Gino. I'm like, this is great. Like, you just need to get yourself out there a little bit more, you know, because uh, a lot of people say, oh, he sucks. He's drunk. He's, you know, the worst. But people love he's him. He's only one so. of those things. He doesn't suck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I cracked Gino up when I first got to the content house with this line. You ready for this one, Chrissy? <laughs> Gino, we drinking this weekend? He liked that. <laughs> he thought that was Aww. a pretty good line. Um, no. Gino left. <laughs> Jenny left. Gino left. <laughs> And I told my girlfriend to laugh. I asked Christy to clap. Alex Stein laughed. <laughs> he wasn't there yet, but he would have. Um, <laughs> the, the other funny thing about the improv show is you wrangle everyone into the green room, which wasn't easy to do. And then you went up and started the show. And all you could hear is Anthony screaming from the green <laughs> yeah. room. Like the entire like, ah! room could just hear Anthony putting out a show in the green room yeah. for everyone. Poor Christy's up there trying to do her set. Like, uh, all right. Oh, yeah. I was like, <laughs> all right. Everyone listen to the green room. That'll be your opening. <laughs> yeah. He finally calmed down a little bit. But anyway, thank you so much for having me there. That was so much fun. Uh, I'm I had so a blast. glad you did come. You and Jen really added a lot to it. And so good at karaoke. Oh, and, yeah. Jenny Jingles, man. She can sing. She's got some pipes. So good. She has some pipes on her. All right, Chrissy. I Again, I, you are so busy. You have so much going on. The Chrissy Mayer Show. You're on YouTube. You're constantly uh, doing morning shows and... Late night shows. Wet spot on Compound. Wet spot on Compound Media on Monday evenings. You're doing it all. The Simpcast on Sundays at 9. Simpcast this Sunday is going to feature Vic the Review Girl, who's not here right now for some reason. She's got some explaining to do. She does. But anyway. Ooh, so explaining. she. So <laughs> Should I make her do her segment on Simpcast? Yes. I can give you some questions to ask her. <laughs> okay. Because um, she's promised some things to our Patreon that she has not delivered on yet. Yeah. Two Ooh. things. <laughs> Two specific things. <laughs> her tits. <laughs> people are people are upset with her over it, but that'll be great. So check out Simcast, which is Sunday nights on your YouTube channel, correct? Yes. And also now Rumble. And Rumble. Smart. Mm-hmm. Very smart. Well, Chrissy, again, thanks for making time for us today. I know you're very busy, so thank you very much. Thanks for having me, guys. Guys, that was thank so fun. Oh, my gosh, that was so fun. Did you have fun? That was so much fun. That was really great. So much fun. So glad we did this. You look so, Chris, you look so official with the headphones on. You look like a DJ. <laughs> oh, yeah, look at you. Oh, it's like you're doing a show or something. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Chrissy. Bye. Please join us again this weekend coming up. Oh, you know what I didn't do is the teaser. This is the part of the show we play a clip from the podcast that we'll be reviewing on the next WATP to get people excited about it. Unfortunately, I don't have that, but I will tease you with this. Your podcast stinks. Your podcast stinks. That's right. The return of the great Pat Oates. Hey. Coming back to the show, a fan favorite and one of my favorites as well. So we're excited to have Pat back on the show coming up. Please join us then. It might be the episode that we find out once and for all. Who are these podcasts? Sleep well, everypony. Starting in the mush bits of morning radio. And now the show is over now. <sighs> mm. Great show. Good job, everybody. Great job, everyone. All right, let's get right to voicemails and let's call it a day, shall we? Mm-hmm. All right. 
This is um, this is a show calling into our voicemail, from what I can tell. It sounds like someone else doing a show. This is uh, Buffalo Mump and Rita Poon. The two of us have been longtime fans, first time calling in. Freaking, you guys gave me Chad Zumoff blue balls on Wednesday. And now here I am on Sunday, and I'm like, what the hell? We feel like we had Chad Zumoff blue balls, and now we feel like we've been raped by him. I have been deflowered by boredom, guys. But come on. The contrast is I've literally watched a documentary on the history of glue and been more entertained than by this Chad Zumoff stand-up bit. He's far more interesting when he's screaming about how he peaked in high school. Carl, I just want to say I'm loving that rack, buddy. You're doing great. Those fake tits are awesome, and I love you. Hi, producer Chris. Hi. Bye. <laughs> All right. That was a show. The Buffalo Monk and Rita Poon. I don't know. I couldn't pick up on it. We haven't had a two-person uh, voicemail since Gary from San Diego and Judy. <laughs> That's true. You're right. <laughs> That's just the famous Judy. Or his neighbor, whatever her name was. Yeah. I don't know. All right. This is uh, someone called with a better name for Chad's podcast. Hey, isn't Chad's uh, show called Sit Down Zumach? Yeah. Uh, it should be called Shut the Fuck Up, Retard. <laughs> hey Yeah, that's a not funny joke, but <laughs> funnier than anything yes. Chad's ever even uttered. What do you mean that's not a funny joke? <laughs> that's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, I liked it. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, retard. <laughs> All right, let's see what the next one is. Hey, Kevin. Michael Sosnowski here. Yeah. Oh, dude, you hear that? Tony Michaels just used his real name. He fucked up. All right, I think he calls back again. Whoops. Hey, Kevin. Tony Michaels here. (laughs) Were you afraid of my last voicemail, you pussy cuck? (laughs) So I was banging this dumb twat. Turns out it was your wife. Why weren't you watching, you pussy cuck? She asked me for some of my questionable products. It seems since you lost your copy of Mein Kampf, my questionable product is the only thing that gets your tiny dick hard, you pussy duck. Say hello to your wife for me. What's her name again? Janie Jangles? Go cuck yourself. Drive in, drive out, drive through. All right. <laughs> Tony Michaels, call it any time, my friend. Always fun. Hey, Carl, more Chad Zumok, please. I'm really happy to see that you finally teed up a new locale for when Letter and John passes away, which is going to happen very soon. Not wishful thinking at all. I, I would love to keep him around, but just take one look at him. Anyways, yeah, more Chad Zumok and, uh, and more Blind Mike co-hosting. That guy's He's a big old sweetie, isn't he? This guy's reading my diary. More Chad Zumak, more Blind Mike. You got it, buddy. All right, we've been teasing a live show between The Dick Show and Who Are These Podcasts, and people have been telling us where they want us to come to. Hey, it's me again. So uh, live show venue ideas. You could uh, come over to SF. There's a lot of people, a lot of cyclists in SF that – See other cyclists and fuck other cyclists. That's uh, true. I think you've got a uh, a big uh, underground movement beginning here on the West Coast. I think you could uh, really tap into. So uh, we'll we'll see you here soon. It'll be hella fun. San Francisco is the suggestion. What do you think about that, producer Chris? I'm in. Okay. 
I was going to say it's a shithole, but all right. I've never been. Yeah, I've been there a couple of times. The problem is you have to wear boots that when you step in homeless people's shit, you're not worried about that ruining your boots. Mm. Don't wear your nice I'm Adidas out. skate <laughs> sneakers yeah, I'm out. to that place. It's pretty brutal. Um, <laughs> oh, I think uh, I think this is a friend of the show calling in. <laughs> he does seem a little tense. <laughs> yeah, that friend is guy. Take a load off, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. We were all promised titty pictures. I did have a quick back and forth with Vic yesterday. I think she's stringing us along, producer Chris. I don't know what to tell you. You pussy cuck. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you do know what to tell me. Hey, Walmart called into the show. <laughs> Good afternoon, Mr. Hamburger. I'm calling on behalf of Walmart for a Mr. Chad uh, Z-Man Zumark. I'm calling to inform you that effective immediately, he will be banned from all our Walmart locations across the great state of Florida, especially Dale Mabry, where there is an emergency protective order where he is not allowed within 500 feet of our Dale Mabry location. Walmart's reasoning for this is that he constantly refuses to abide by our shirt shoes policy. He has harasses other shoppers and staff in our Dale Mabry location by making very boring, mundane, <laughs> unfunny <laughs> observations about the store and its shoppers, yeah. while also trying to solicitate people to go to his stand-up routines. Lastly, we have a reason to believe that he may be involved in fraud. Every time Mr. Zumark arrives at one of our locations, Credit card fraud cases go up 500%, and then they swiftly drop back down when he leaves. Walmart would like to remind you that we do not discriminate against race, gender, shoe size, ethnicity, or sexuality. However, we will violently discriminate against Mr. Zumark if he returns to any of our Walmart locations. Thank you. Please do not call us back. All right. I won't. I guess Chad Zumark is the problem <laughs> at Walmart. Go figure. <laughs> yeah. What a twist. It's like I'm like Shyamalan with that twist. Yeah. But wait, you were the problem all oh, <laughs> I never saw that one. Okay, here's the last one. This is a song for Vic. In the Navy, Vic sucks a lot of dick. In the Navy, she swallows semen until she gets sick. In the Navy, hey, it's more than just a job. In the Navy, this filthy skank gets paid to polish the flesh knob. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it, buddy. You got it. I just want to say, swallowing a lot of semen does not make you sick. I don't want that rumor getting out there. I don't want any of our female listeners hearing that and thinking that's true. Not the case. Producer Chris. Yes. The Isotopes in Buffalo, New York, November 12th. Can I go? Flying Bison <laughs> Brewing. You better be there. All right. Need I'll someone be there. To, need someone to play those sweet, sweet bass lines. <laughs> It gets to be me. During our instrumental rock and roll songs. All right, we'll see you guys in a couple of days. What's with the dancing around the shit? I stink, you hate me, great. Goodbye. Okay, folks. Guess what? This the episode's a- over. <laughs> that was a great episode. That was really great. I gotta go. Goodbye. Goodbye.